Hello. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, me. <laughs> Hello, all right, guys. It's Amazon Goddess Miss Molly. And like I said earlier, I have Dominia. Wait, did I say it right? <laughs> Again with this? <laughs> One of these times, I promise her I'm going to get it right. <laughs> um, Dominant Antia here, kicking it with Molly. <laughs> um, and you know what? To be honest with you, I don't know if I told you, but last time, there was, like, I had at least, I want to say about 10 emails that had questions for you. And I'm doing that right now. I'm looking it up right now. Just I know one of the questions, we're, I'm just going to jump into it. Um, I know one of the questions was how long have you been doing it and, um, why did you start? Oh, why I started. Wow. Honestly, I kind of just sort of fell into the crowd. What, the BDSM crowd? Yeah. Um, I got into the goth scene back in 2001 and the club that I was frequenting had an upstairs dungeon. Ooh. And I'd hang out up there and just kind of watch and see what was going on. And lo and behold, my ex was one of the resident doms. Oh, wow. So we decided, well, oh, hello. I'd be willing to get up there and play sub and put on a show. And then I started realizing that this was not just a show. There were different aspects to it. It wasn't all look at me, look at me. Um, I noticed the difference, especially when I would occasionally volunteer for the other doms, uh-huh. just to have someone to work on. And some of them were definitely not to my liking. We'll leave it <laughs> at that. What, they were too mean or what? No, a lot of them were strictly one particular thing. Like, one specialized in floggers, one specialized in sensory, but they didn't really seem to have any knowledge or understanding of any other part of it. It was like, it's kind of like the difference at a condiment bar. You know, you got mustard, you got relish, you got ketchup, you got onions. But if you mix them, it's just, you know, if you don't mix them right, it's a big old mess. True. But it also, in my, from my experience, just doing, from what I'm doing, it limits your, your... I, I don't see how someone can give me something that I desire or truthfully provide something to me being in the, a, a dominant submissive relationship. If you don't know what it's like to be submit, if you don't know any other way, if you only know this one way, then how are you, <laughs> how are we supposed to offer something else? Exactly. I mean, there's no potential for expansion there. And of course, you know, through very experimentation with these different doms, you know, of course, I started noticing what I did and didn't like. And while I didn't mind the show-off aspect of it, I learned very quickly that I am not a sub. <laughs> <laughs> I just was not. I, I, had, <laughs> I had one that almost immediately tried to claim that I was his property and this, that, and the other. Uh, no. Not and I immediately spun around... <gasps> on the cross looked him square (laughs) and i said bitch who gave you the right to speak to me like that oh my god no you did it in front of everybody yes i did (laughs) and watched my ex fall on the floor nearly dying 
I would have died. I would have just started laughing. <laughs> at which point he stepped in, looked at the guy, and pretty much said, I think you done fucked up. You might want to step back. I've seen her swing. Ooh, did you swing on him? No, I didn't, but apparently I had my fists clenched because the next morning I had fingernail marks in my palms and they were nearly bloody. Apparently I was real wound up and I didn't even notice that I was cutting into my own hands. (laughs) Well, that's that's a line and I think even being a dom or a smith or whatever, everybody has their limits. Everyone everyone has that, that line that you just, that's something that needs to be acknowledged and it needs to be implemented and i see it, it, it's a major just recently today i seen somebody say that their dom like their friend committed suicide because their dom told them to and that's just these lines are just not being drawn anymore these lines <laughs> people are just saying oh okay well that's what i'm just supposed to be taking because this is what the tv portrayed uh, submissive as or this is what the tv portrayed a dominant as and it's nowhere anywhere close to that that is an absolute worst case scenario i've not yet actually heard of that one and it's you know me i'm not easily shocked but holy hell i saw it today on twitter actually i'll see if i can find it again but it was on twitter and and i mean again even if it's not true but the fact of the matter is that it's gotten to that point that they would even say something like that there's a line that wasn't crossed that i mean there was a line that wasn't drawn and obviously it's been crossed Right. I mean, what did it for me was the definite lack of communication, let alone the cooperative relationship. It was just a statement was made that was entirely out of line that I had not consented to and was not discussed with me ahead of time. But it was a statement made openly, publicly, and in front of the entire room. Oh, wow. So kind of like Eric. Switch. <laughs> After which point, my ex and I sat down and discussed the evening's events and decided that I would be better suited to train as a dom since that was my natural my natural proclivity. Uh-huh. And that I agreed with wholeheartedly. I was willing to continue training as a sub to begin with because uh-huh. it's always been my opinion that you need to know both sides. You do. You do. Definitely. And that, that's another thing that gets mis- miscommunicated or misinformed. And, you know, when you see these things on the TV, this is this picture that the, the society paints for those in the, out, the vanilla world, as we would call it, um, that it's this image or this specific type of, uh, how do you, I, I guess not person, but a specific type of image that, that if they don't get that, then it's all wrong. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, that's not I mean, the they, seem to, they seem to think it's all Marquis de Sade 24-7. <laughs> you know, it's like, just snatch some random person, strap them to the rack, and go, for, and go for broke. And that's not even remotely how it works. Now, do you... I know one of the questions was, well, it was kind of for both of us. It was kind of a, do you consider yourself a pro-dom, or do you consider yourself a fin-dom only, or both? Uh, personally, I don't like the strict labeling system because I don't personally think that. Yes, finally, somebody really studied. There's really no way you can fit yourself strictly into one category. Right. I mean, you don't have to know everything about everything, but you should at least know 
a moderate to extensive amount about a lot of different things. And I think that's where I struggled. I, I, you know what, to be honest, and, and that's one thing that I just said it on Twitter <laughs> earlier, <laughs> um, was that just because I can have a conversation with you doesn't mean that I can't rip you a new one. And it, for me, it's my submission was forced. So with my ex, my submission was, it, it was forced with him. And I learned to, to enjoy it. Um, so now that I'm in a different position, now that I'm in charge, I find it that I struggle a lot just trying to keep pushing them past that because that's what we're there for to keep pushing you past your comfort zone keep pushing you past that comfort zone to you know find a new one or just find something else that you never thought you would like but that's where i struggle the most is being that person to keep pushing them (laughs) yeah that can get tricky because with the lines of consent you have to have a light touch in some things and a firm hand in others because you have to know when and where to push and how much and for how long and how hard and you have to know when to just completely back off and say okay safe word reevaluate reassess discuss and then decide from there how to proceed because to push them out of their comfort zone it's a frightening experience for both sides. And any Dom okay. who says it doesn't scare them at all to push somebody is probably lying. Or they're <laughs> a total sociopath. Probably not. They're, so, they're full of shit. <laughs> because, yeah, exactly. They're either a sociopath or they're full of shit. Or both. Because Actually, to get both. into somebody's head and to be the one pulling the strings and pushing the buttons, that's unlimited control with some people. And any form of control misused becomes abuse. Yeah. And abuse just does not fly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then like that all goes back into the same thing when I was mentioning before on that line that needs to be drawn, that line that just needs to be communicated between both sides as in when enough is enough. Now, um, as far as me considering myself, I think my perspective or my way of getting brought into this lifestyle was completely different than what anybody else that I've ever ran into so so far. But I definitely am grateful for the way that I was brought in. Um, I definitely think that maybe I'm not as as hip to all these labels (laughs) and meeting those expectations of those labels. But um, as far as it's a game, that's how I refer it. On plenty of episodes before this and now I've even said it earlier before I even called you was that it's a game it's a it's a game between them and me and that's how it's always been so I don't know if I want to really consider myself a label I don't think I can because I don't fit just one specific label exactly I mean it's basically a game of chess mentally emotionally physically I mean we're the queen on the board we can move in any direction anytime we want But in the end, the queen also serves a defensive position. She defends the king piece on the board. And for us, that king piece is not a person. That king piece is our morals, our ethics, our training, our knowledge. Right. And if we don't sell that, then the whole game goes to shit. <laughs> the whole game was a shit. Oh, um, I okay. So the next question was, I can't even. I'm not even gonna say the name. I don't think I finished the first, the second half of that first we, question. We never even finished any when. question. <laughs> when did you? Yeah. As far as the when, um, as I said, when I started, I experimented as a, as a sub, and during training, I guess you could technically say I was a switch. 
Uh, as far as coming out of Switch and going to full DOM, I'd have to say that probably happened somewhere around 2004. Wow. I learned pretty quickly. I learned exactly who and what to avoid. And a few times had random subs dumped in my lap that were supposedly gifts. That gifts? I had to return because, well, these were broken individuals who were literally at times traded for drinks are you serious that was not even what i was about i had somebody walk up hand me a subs leash and simply say he belongs to you do whatever the fuck you want with it oh my god and i looked at him and i said and what exactly warrants this so-called gift and he says well I'm bored with it, and quite frankly, it's broke, so it's not buying me any more drinks. <gasps> oh, so they just pass it to you. Oh, so what good is it going to do? What the heck? And I'm looking at this going, okay, I've been handed a mentally and emotionally broken pain slut sub who literally did not raise their eyes from the floor, speak a word, or even flinch when they were simply passed from person to person. Wow. And that that was just not my thing at all i that really made me want to punch somebody wow see so <laughs> and it's sad because that's all you're going to hear about in the news that's all you're going to hear about as far as that's what's going to get around the fastest is those type of doms is that is that type of situation and to be honest with you have you ever had a situation like that again not since leaving that particular crowd no yeah no so, I mean, I can't say that I, I, I don't doubt it. Um, that's kind of the, the submission that I was forced in um, with my with my ex, that, that extreme of a submission. So, uh, I, I <laughs> why do those type of people exist in the first place? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, they're just power tripping little sociopaths who, like I said, are in it for the whole look at me, look at me thing. You know, but at a certain time, at a certain extent, I'm kind of like that. You know, it, that's what I've grown to enjoy. I've I've actually found a re- I found out that I I enjoy public humiliation more than anything I've ever experienced in my life. Like, there's just that power trip is an amazing high. It's amazing. Oh, it's <laughs> like, hilarious when it's done right. <laughs> but when it's, it's done wrong, high. it goes badly very quickly. Oh yes, it can go badly. I mean, it, it literally leaves a trail of human wreckage. You know, and, and that's another thing. I'm just going to stay on that subject because I don't know if we're, you were in the chat room. We're on Keek, guys. Um, the groups that you can find us in, that, that I'll add some hashtags to the podcast so that way you guys can look up the groups um, on Kik, K-I-K. And there was a, a different Dom. Her, her, I'll just name her. Did you see uh, her post the sayings in the, in, the, in the chat rooms and how she was talking shit about me? Um, I may not be in that room because chances are if I had seen that, I probably would have unloaded on her. Well, it was a screenshot that she had taken. And basically what it all comes down to is the simple-minded and the, the limited, how do I say, she says she saw a video. And in this video, she's saying that she heard me say something. And she she even had me believing that I said it. <laughs> I had to go back and listen to the rate to the to the recording, and of course, I didn't say that. Um, and that rate agreeing to rape was one of the lines that she had said that I had crossed. So I'm thinking to myself, you know what? The situation that I was given at hand was 
an extremely mentally ill individual who has been like that one that you had he has had AIDS tattooed on the back of his neck he's had HIV tattooed on the back of his neck I mean Doms have just completely completely utterly ruined this man and here I have him who wants to do something but me being a well pardon me <laughs> took the initiative and had to take control of the situation to where I put him in the situation he could not leave and I called the cops to get him the help that he needed um and she said that was all wrong she said that and and, and I hate to say it guys but the shit that you see in the tvs and uh that's real life that that stuff like that really does happen outside of the movies and unfortunately with I think this whole lifestyle that's all it is Yeah, that's the sad part of it is because the truth of the situation doesn't get shown because I think they'd find it quite a bit less entertaining than the shit hitting the fan. Of course. Of course. It didn't bother me. But what bothered me was when I started thinking about it was like the amount of the, the mental illness that happens in this world. I don't think I've ever, me personally, have ever came across a sub that was all there i'd have to say a fair number of them they all tend to have little pieces of themselves missing some basically are nothing more than a physical representation of what they used to be but it's by the time they've been had but done with they're pretty much a lights are on but no one's home situation Right. And then that goes into the next question because I don't know how to say her name, but she had asked me um, what was the hardest thing that you've ever had to do. Um, I don't know if she's asking me, like, what's the hardest thing you've ever had to do in life, but I'm assuming with the sub. (laughs) I'd say the worst was walking a discarded sub through a line of picketers into an abortion clinic because her dom had knocked her up and disappeared. (gasps) <gasps> he, left oh. homeless, he left her broke he left her sleeping Perfect. under a bridge he literally dropped her off under a bridge with a sleeping bag kicked her out of the car and left oh my god and you know what the sad part is honestly because i am in the streets 24 7 that's i see that a lot and i see that a lot with the pimps and i see that a lot with this lifestyle i guess you want to say per se whatever this whole not nine to five world and with in here, I'll go right into the Sesta bill because the Sesta bill is actually taking away the, the the platforms that we have to communicate against, you know, with each other to help each other. They're taking that away from us. So we're it, oh god, it's such a mess. Yeah, they're stripping happens- away any safety net that we had worked to build for ourselves. Mm-hmm. More or less, trying to lump us in not only with the victims of sex trafficking, but also with the traffickers themselves. And this is, oh yeah, go ahead and take away the platform. The platform that the, the sex traffickers, let me go ahead and add, use to sex traffic. So let's just go ahead and take it away. So make it nearly impossible to find them. Okay, that was smart. But it's something that doing, whether, I, I, I guess it, being an escort and, and working in as a FinDom goddess or pro-dom, whatever you want to call may be different and but they are very much alike when it comes down to that. As far as people in society labeling us and marginalizing us and putting us into this position to where we had to make everything for ourselves. We made these websites. We got ourselves out of the situations that we did in order to keep ourselves safe. 
Um, we not only, yeah, you may see us over there draining pigs, you know, as we call <laughs> pay pigs, we may take every dollar that they wanted, but it's in, done in a specific way to where it's enjoyable for both sides. And it's, we, we figured that out, not them. And despite the fact that we are the dominance, we demand something and that something is done, there's always a level of consent there. At any always. time, they can always come to us and say, look, this isn't working for me anymore. Can we talk about this? Can we rearrange? Can we just part ways? And that's just an end of it. I mean, it sucks when they leave because a lot of the time you do bond with them. Of course. I have a relationship with all my stuff life happens and sometimes they just can't continue for whatever reason and in the end the reason doesn't matter the fact is they are withdrawing their consent and that's an end of it yeah that's true and and i you know what that actually you know what god dang it that was like the last email that i got was someone it, it was i guess they're pretty much trying to talk shit to us but they were like do you feel good about yourself for, do you feel good about yourself doing what you do taking money from weak men you know honestly that is one of those where when you first hear it the first few times you're thinking to yourself are you really that upset like for real is it your husband we took the money from i mean god it's like did you get taken for everything and then changed your mind later and decided it it shouldn't have happened i mean are you just like, what the- some shit? I mean, what kind of miserable person are you that you got to down on somebody else for putting their natural abilities into play? And, and you know what this is? <laughs> the very first time you hear that, you're thinking to yourself, okay, that was fucking unnecessary. It, it, it does kind of sting. But the more it does. you hear it, the funnier it gets. Because in the end, you realize that if this is what they're throwing out there, that's all they have left to work with. That's sad. <laughs> they run out of material. <laughs> they ran out of materials. That's like the messages I get all the time telling me, well, you're old, you're played out, you've hit the wall, blah, 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 oh, blah. I just talked about this just like a couple weeks ago. I just see, they, see, this is why I have moving around. I just talked about this on how amazing you are as a dom, how amazing you have you, with your relationships with your subs. But when society, because of society and the, the impact that it has on how people act or how people take things or how people accept things, you're not given nearly the amount of, of, but what's the word? Um, I can't think of the word. <laughs> I'm so excited you even brought it up because I just talked about this a couple of weeks ago. That you're not, yeah, you're not, you're not given the chance nearly en- enough times. You know, there are the. I understand there's somebody for everybody. I understand every dom style is not going to be for everybody. You know, but the knowledge that you have, I've learned so much tremendously from you. And the fact that these stupid idiot subs are like, oh, you're too old. Too old? What? What the hell? And my response to them is usually one of two things. If I'm in a mood, then the simple response is, is that all you've got? All right. Off the Bye now. And my other response, if I'm in a slightly more generous mood, is usually, how miserable is your life that you have to come after somebody you absolutely do not know with such negativity that 
you just you have nothing else to do with your life and i find that sad and i really hope that you find something that gives you peace in this world because if this is all you have left you're already broken this is why i love her this is why i love you oh my god i am so glad that i am not the only one that does that i respond to my head what their answer is gonna be but it's like i just need that validation i just need to hear them tell me what i already know my response are generally in two speeds either it's fuck you get shagged or i come up with some extremely cerebral shit that probably has them crying in the corner after they've read it mm-hmm. and that's why i go straight for the center of it and if they're really that miserable it's gonna hit them i don't need to see it i don't need validation of it yes. no yeah someone like that you got a pretty good idea where it's coming from and it shows you exactly where to hit them back so that they don't ever bother you again see and they they, see this whole oh how do we feel about ourselves we're taking money from weak men if you think about it honey we're (laughs) all we are is just sitting back and letting them show us what we need to do that that's the approach that i've always taken i kind of just sit back and maybe throw in a little you know a little keywords here and there but in the end they are the ones that tell me how it needs to be done or how you know in 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 so many words does that make sense they know what they want they just want the illusion of being forced into it correct correct it's my so, so I mean, they give you the roadmap and all you have to do is figure out where are the speed zones and where are the rest stops <laughs> see and everybody thought it was just a simple little syndom prodom kind of <laughs> I mean, given the knowledge base just between you and I, oh my god, I'm gonna take the simple answer on this one. You goddamn right, I'm proud of myself and bloody a fucking right. Yes, I do <laughs> feel good about myself. Well, there you go. There, she said it herself. I, I don't. I don't sugarcoat anything. <laughs> they can that's why I love salt, but yeah, you know what? I'm proud of myself. And I do feel good about myself because in the end, I control the situation, but I know where the limits are. I'm willing to observe those limits. Mm-hmm. If you have no self-control, you're not a dominant. And there you go. And that's exactly, you couldn't have said it any better. Nothing, nothing could have said it better. You know, I know the limits. That is the, that is the only place that I've ever seen where doms have any right to tell each other whether or not they're a true dom. If you have no self-control, you are not a dom. I don't care if you're tall, if you're short. I don't care if you're cute, if you're ugly, if you're old, if you're young, if you're missing body parts, or if you're perfect, if you're made of plastic or all natural. I don't care. Do you think? Whatever. Tell them. Tell them. Go to town. But if you have no self-control, you're not a dominant. Tell them. That's the whole reason why I started this podcast in the beginning. The very first episode I remember telling people was I'm so tired of this pre-assumption and and, and misunderstanding of what uh, being a sex worker, period, is. You know, the the way that, oh my God, the way that's the the, the weight that society has on somebody else's decision making is is ridiculous i never i maybe because i'm getting older and i'm starting to see it now maybe i don't know but i just never could understand how societies people that i don't even know have this mis 
preconceived, you know, whatever they want to think about us as sex workers. Preconceived misinformation. How it can weigh so much on another person that you don't even know their whole life, like their whole, their whole, their whole view of this lifestyle, their whole, oh, you know, our dads raped us or we're crackheads and we're on the streets. I, I find that the most hardest thing in the world to understand. I, 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 don't, I don't think I'll ever get it. I don't. You know what? I grew up in a fairly middle class suburban neighborhood. Me too. Mom and dad were still married. Say, <laughs> I'm not going to say that it was easier that we were well off or any of that. I mean, we had to budget. We had to mind what we could afford, what we couldn't. We had to live within our means. So, as far as attention and affection, yes, I was spoiled rotten. <laughs> oh, I grew up in the Silver Spoon, my mom. Yeah, occasionally when it came to material things, if the occasion called for it, or if somebody had the means to do so, then yes, I did get certain material things that other kids didn't have. But that was also the benefit of being an only child. Oh, you were an only child? I mean, I can legitimately say that for being in our financial situation, yeah, I was fairly spoiled. But I also had an understanding that Adults had to go out and work hard and work long damned hours in shitty situations to be able to afford what yeah. we So it's not like I was born with a silver spoon. It's not like I was born under a dumpster. But <laughs> all this bullshit about, oh, you must have had a rough life and nobody loved you and blah, blah, blah. Oh, bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> I've seen from every fucking walk of life in this particular lifestyle. And that's why I love it so much. That that I, that right I've there. Known people who grew up with the silver spoon, and I guess did. where they ended up. I grew up with the silver spoon in my mouth. I mean, I can't say that my parents were rich. My mom was a teacher. My dad works for a county, but you know, but I had everything and anything I wanted. Every time, you know, Christmas was every gift I've ever wanted. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I did. I grew up with the silver spoon in my mouth, and it wasn't until I came out. And I was on my own. Did I say, God damn, it's not as easy as I thought it was going to be. But yeah, I, I knew a trust fund baby who literally ended up a crack hoe. Oh, my God. Are you serious? I mean, she, in the end, was selling herself for her drugs. Oh, my God. So she was like, a trust fund baby. How'd that happen? It's like your, your start in life has absolutely nothing to do with where you end up. Yeah, absolutely. The person. It's the choices you make. It's the situations that are thrown at you that you can't do a damn thing about but survive them. And I'm never going to fault somebody for surviving. Yeah, you know. When it comes to making bad choices, well, you can tell them until you're blue in the face, but nothing's ever going to change it. Of course not. And and I'm hard-headed and I'm stubborn. But in the end, they're going to do what they're going to do. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, and I think that that's where I can't even find the rest of the, fucking, I can't find these questions. <laughs> I remember those cause they stuck out, but I, um, I, that's what I just want to, that's the whole reason why I started the podcast. That's where I kind of want to end it. It's just stop with the whole mis preconceived, you know, the conceived notions of the, what it's supposed to be like. No, why don't you grow some balls and make an opinion for yourself? And that's why I never get in the mix with the the, dra- the dom drama and all this shit because I'm like, you know what? If you can't take two seconds out of your day to form your own fucking opinion 
about somebody or something, then I don't even want you anywhere around me. I don't. All it is is that still deeply embedded medieval morality that has managed to fuck human nature at every possible opportunity still rearing its ugly head. That's horrible. Who put that in the thing? So tightly to their fucked up morality that they're not willing to see past it and understand that they can in fact think and act freely as long as they're willing to accept the consequences. Yes. Well, this is how it should be, and I'm going to follow that because I don't have the steel spine to stand up to society when they decide to tell me that what I'm doing is wrong. Oh, my God. Who started that train? (laughs) Oh, honey. You can go all the way back. I mean, before recorded history, and that fucking morality has always been there. Every society has always had its list of taboos. And when you think about it, sex workers come from what the oldest known and recorded profession on the planet is yes, sex workers were the ones that, i mean come on out in the wild wild west we were the ones that implemented the taxes and, and and we put these men who were out fighting all day they came back relaxed in the brothels i mean what the hell i don't understand how it just did a 360 well even then it was fairly frowned upon by so-called polite society oh god I mean, the Romans, gods love them. They had some really great shit going on, but they also had some really nasty shit going on. I mean, they had no issue whatsoever with throwing very large and very public orgies featuring everyone from sex workers all the way up to nobility. I mean, even even a few of the emperors themselves would participate. Are you serious? Oh, no joke. Oh, I'm I'm interested now. (laughs) when you look at it there was still always a taboo surrounding it it was go do these things enjoy yourself but don't advertise it try not to get caught that's ridiculous this is a double-edged sword what the fuck (laughs) that actually leads into the advent of the masquerade ball are you serious it was a more civilized version of how to hook up anonymously and not get any shit for it. Wow. Masks, they wore the elaborate costumes, they wore the wigs. Nobody knew who was who. They could do anything they wanted, consequence free. <gasps> they could, I remember. It's also why they didn't own any of their costumes. They rented them. <gasps> well, that makes sense. You I would costume and bang whoever was in it but when you go to the next masquerade ball there's no guarantee that the person in that costume and mask is the same person Ew. so everybody was just home with everybody pretty much yeah i mean siblings were highly encouraged not to attend the same events <laughs> they were encouraged not to attend the what oh yeah a fair number of the households would encourage the siblings not to attend the same events on the same evenings well yeah because i mean how would you know oh, oh my exactly god. oh my god and look at the t- the way that the, how much we've gone from then to now when technically if you think about it it's still the same fucking way and when you look at it 
even now, how many doms do not show their faces strictly to protect their own identity? They're not hiding from anybody. They're simply protecting themselves because there's a lot of sick fucks out there who would love to dox them. And Trust we've seen that happen. I mean, we've Trust seen that happen. Oh, yeah, we have. I mean, I can think of two right off the top of my head. I'm not going to throw names because they've had to fight long and hard to get away from all that shit. Oh, yeah. But the one was doxed out by her ex to her entire family, her friends. He posted flyers at her school, at her job. He posted flyers all over town. He took out an ad. He had her posted on the internet. He was posting wow. her content on random porn sites without her, cons- without her consent. Are you serious? I kid you not. He went full retard on that one. You know, and that, that's the sad part about it is because people feel like uh, whatever hurt that they felt, whatever hurt that he felt, he felt like that's what we deserve. Like, just because, you know, you hurt or feel a certain way, that doesn't mean that it's okay for you to do anything like that. We're not any less of a person. We are still females at the end of the night. We are still human beings at the end of the night, regardless of what we do. I don't care it, BDSM world or not, vanilla world or not. We are still humans, and that's not how two humans treat each other. I'm sorry. Well, that's because humans no longer see the value in the human race. They see only what's in it for them. What? I swear. There is the some value in the human no race. If it values itself. The individuals that make up the human race, they only value themselves. True. I mean, when was the last time somebody actually offered to help you do something and not even, ex- you know, say, okay, well, well how am I going to benefit out of this situation before I lift my finger? Hmm. Or how many so-called subs come to us and the first thing out of their mouth is, well, what's in it for me? Oh, my God. That's my biggest pet. I can't stand that shit. It's like, okay, you're obviously not a sub. Why are you here? Yes. That is, oh, yeah, that was, so I can't remember exactly how you, I know her name was Angela, but I can't remember exactly how she had worded it, but she had asked me how, what is, how, do, how, do you, how can you tell, how can you tell um, if they're truly ready to submit or if it's just something they're trying, if it's not like a prank call? Those who want to will simply do, uh-huh. and those who don't are going to try to jerk your chain every possible direction just to see how far they can get. You know, and it's crazy because I have girls, like, and, and that's why I call it the Femdom Sisterhood, because you, you girls are my support system. For 32 years, I've never been able to say that. Now I can say that. And and to be able to have that strong support system from you girls is amazing. It's like, I see, you know, <laughs> some game, they all come to me when, you know, they kind of seem suspicious or they're kind of like, I don't know how to handle it from here. And it's like right off the bat from, you know, being out in the real life, you know, sessions and i'm telling him like look this is what he's gonna do next but there was one one person he can eh, i'm gonna give him kind of credit because he kind of he went all out for that one <laughs> he really had screenshots he had two doms just going at each other but it was him it was just the the amount of effort that it took for him to even pull that off oh my god if he would have put it elsewhere he might have would have succeeded <laughs> he was running the long con but in the end, what did it really profit him? Nothing. They, they jerk off to that. That's what they like. They jerk off to, oh, I got over on them, or oh, I made them fight over me. Like, that's, they really get off on that. Like, seriously, that guys that go call me and jack off on the phone, that's what they want. Oh, she's wasting her time. Like, what the hell? 
it's like in the end you're not really getting what you wanted because yeah maybe you did get to jerk off but you were seeking my attention for a reason 100 percent. regardless of how you want to twist to jerk off well you know what you got you porn fire up your laptop knock yourself out they came seeking us they only think they got one over on us they didn't they didn't get anywhere they only get as far as you let them (laughs) and and it makes me wonder i don't know if it's just me but i feel like sometimes i'm the only one that doesn't do something like some days it's always like oh well i want live verification but the next day it's like oh well i don't do it for 24 hours or it's like they come in groups and then sometimes i think to myself am i the only one that gets these groups like this shit's annoying (laughs) No, that, that's pretty standard. I've had five today that demanded Live custom verification. And they <laughs> And I'll tell you which answer it was. You. I, I was in a mood. <laughs> they got nothing cerebral out of me because it was too much work for what they were getting on about, so they got the simple answer. But I just be like, God damn! You know all this effort that you put in to come up with these lies, and to and to have to keep make trying to make me believe them. What I told you to do, and guess what? We would have been over and done with the shit. <laughs> well, if you don't tell the truth, you don't have to keep making it up as you go. Well, see if you don't <laughs> tell the truth, and you don't have to cover your own ass. It's true, I guess. The bigger that ass gets, and after a while, even a circus tent ain't gonna cover that. <laughs> I've had a chair with a couple of subs that, uh, I swear, when they just open their mouth, I'm like, you really just have no clue what do you <laughs> Exactly. I mean, it's like the ones that come into the room, and to start with, they do everything right, and you're thinking, okay. But at the same time, it sends up a red flag. You just know they're going to do something squirrely because so far they have been far too perfect. Oh my god. Those are usually the ones that run. The ones that don't trip up at all are usually the ones that either run or they get as far as your message box and then they go all kinds of fucking sideways. I don't get it. Even if they stay in the chat room. That's one thing I've never understood. Hopefully maybe after I publish this podcast I'll get some subs that'll come in and actually say but why the fuck would you sit there and answer every goddamn question that we put out there and, and use punctuation and proper grammar to leave to just just or at the end of the end of the question say no i don't have tribute or, or or no i don't have the cash i'm not paying why the fuck did you answer the questions or to even go as far as requesting somebody and then get to their message box and then all of a sudden bam they go sideways uh-huh, I'm not paying you. You're just gonna get blocked. It's like, what part of that is that, that, that I don't understand what I don't, I don't understand how to get off on that. See, that's what I'm not getting either because I'm like, sweetheart, if you think I'm sitting here getting excited over you, it ain't happening. I, it doesn't make any, I think, you know what? That's a good way to put it. I, never looked at that. I won't even get interested until I see that notification. Oh, of course. That's when, uh, whatsoever. Until they put some fucking action behind their words. Yeah, exactly what I say. Burbatum. 
<laughs> all right um i think i'm gonna go ahead and just we're gonna stop there um i have a lot of editing to do <laughs> but i want to thank you for coming by you're so awesome to talk to and i'm going to try and find the rest of the questions because i know there's a, quite a few more that i could i, I just can't i have like over eighty thousand emails like you wouldn't believe God. yeah i yeah hence the reason why i have an assistant where i have no idea where he's at so <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. But thank you for coming by. It's always so much fun talking to you. And I know that the, the people that are listening enjoyed you as well. And then if they have any questions, um, where they can, you want to tell them where they can find you as far as on Kik, Twitter? Uh, they can find me on Twitter. My handle is at Domina Atia, capital D, capital A. Pretty easy. Oh, Domin, Domin, I'm going to get it right, I promise. I promise. <laughs> 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 I like slinky because I can I can say that I can't do this dominate. You know what I mean, but that's <laughs> girl. The last podcast you couldn't even spell it. <laughs> oh yes, I spelled it wrong. That was worse. <laughs> I still uh, see that. That's so funny. But you also can find us both in color space. We um we are in the video chat room quite often. Um, we build a little kind of. Oh, our group is kind of fun there too. So yeah, there's plenty of ways. I'm gonna put it in the notations on this on this episode, so you guys can find it easier. But yeah, as always, give me your questions, and I know she'll come by again and she'll answer more questions because I'm gonna make her. <laughs> Girl, you know, as soon as I get this house settled, I, I'm gonna have a little more time for all this too. So I appreciate you taking the time you did out today, and yeah, I'll see you guys next time. Okay. Bye. <laughs> hello what's up (laughs) (laughs) surprisingly me (laughs) all right guys it's amazon goddess miss molly and like i said earlier i have dominia wait did i say right (laughs) again with this (laughs) (laughs) one of these times i promise her i'm gonna get it right (laughs) dominant here kicking it with molly (laughs) <laughs> um and you know what to be honest with you i don't know if i told you but last time there was like i had at least i want to say about 10 emails that had questions for you and i'm doing that right now i'm looking it up right now just i know one of the questions we're, i'm just gonna jump into it um <clears throat> i know one of the questions was how long have you been doing it and um why did you start oh why i started wow Honestly, I kind of just sort of fell into the crowd. What, the BDSM crowd? Yeah. Um, I got into the goth scene back in 2001. And the club that I was frequenting had an upstairs dungeon. Ooh. And I'd hang out up there and just kind of watch and see what was going on. And lo and behold, my ex was one of the resident doms. Oh, wow. So we decided, well... Hello, hello. I'd be willing to get up there and play sub and put on a show. And then I started realizing that this was not just a show. There were different aspects to it. It wasn't all look at me, look at me. Um, I noticed the difference, especially when I would occasionally volunteer for the other doms. Uh Just have someone to work on. And some of them were definitely 
not to my liking. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> what, they were too mean or what? No, a lot of them were strictly one particular thing. Like one specialized in floggers, one specialized in sensory, but they oh. didn't really seem to have any knowledge or understanding of any other part of it. It was like, it, it's kind of like the difference at a condiment bar. You know, you got mustard, you got relish, you got ketchup, you got onions. That's but true. if you mix them, it's just, you know, if you don't mix them right, it's a big old mess. True. But it also, I, I've, in my, from my experience, just doing from what I'm doing, it limits your, your, I, I don't see how someone can give me something that I desire or truthfully provide something to me being in the, a, a dominant submissive relationship. If you don't know what it's like to be submit, if you don't know any other way, if you only know this one way, then how are you, <laughs> how are we supposed to offer something else? Exactly. I mean, there's no potential for expansion there. And of course, you know, through very experimentation with these different doms, you know, of course, I started noticing what I did and didn't like. And while I didn't mind the show-off aspect of it, I learned very quickly that I am not a sub. <laughs> <laughs> I just was not. I, I, had, <laughs> I had one that almost immediately tried to claim that I was his property and this, that, and the other. Uh, no. Not and I immediately spun around... <gasps> on the cross looked him square <laughs> and i said bitch who gave you the right to speak to me like that oh my god no you did it in front of everybody yes i did <laughs> and watched my ex fall on the floor nearly dying i would have died i would have just started laughing <laughs> at which point he stepped in looked at the guy and pretty much said i think you done fucked up you might want to step back. I've seen her swing. Did you swing on her? No, I didn't, but apparently oh, I had my fists clenched because the next morning I had fingernail marks in my palms oh. and they were oh nearly bloody. I, apparently I was real wound up and I didn't even notice that I was cutting into my own hands. <laughs> well, that's that's a line and i think even being a dom or smith or whatever everybody has their limits everyone, everyone has that that line that you just that's something that needs to be acknowledged and it needs to be implemented and i see it, it, it's a major just recently today i seen somebody say that their dom like their friend committed suicide because their dom told them to and that's just these lines are just not being drawn anymore these lines <laughs> people are just saying oh okay well that's what i'm just supposed to be taking because this is what the tv portrayed uh, submissive as or this is what the tv portrayed a dominant as and it's nowhere anywhere close to that that is an absolute worst case scenario i've not yet actually heard of that one and it's you know me i'm not easily shocked but holy yeah. hell I saw it today on Twitter, actually. I'll see if I can find it again. But it was on Twitter. And, and I mean, again, it, even if it's not true, but the fact of the matter is that it's gotten to that point that they would even say something like that, there's a line that wasn't crossed. That I mean, there was a line that wasn't drawn. And obviously, it's been crossed. Right. And I mean, what did it for me was the definite lack of communication, let alone the cooperative relationship it was just 
a statement was made that was entirely out of line that I had not consented to and was not discussed with me ahead of time, but it was a statement made openly, publicly, and in front of the entire room. Oh, wow. So kind of like Eric. Which. <laughs> After which point, my ex and I sat down and discussed the evening's events and decided that I would be better suited to train as a dom since that was my natural my natural proclivity. Uh-huh. And that I agreed with wholeheartedly. I was willing to continue training as a sub to begin with because uh-huh. it's always been my opinion that you need to know both sides. You do. You do. Definitely. And that, that's another thing that gets mis- miscommunicated or misinformed. And, you know, when you see these things on the TV, this is this is a picture that the, the society paints for those in the, out, the vanilla world, as we would call it, um, that is this image or this specific type of uh, how do you I, I guess not person, but a specific type of image that that if they don't get that, then it's all wrong. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Well, that's not I mean, the they, seem to, they seem to think it's all Marquis de Sade 24-7. <laughs> you know, it's like, just snatch some random person, strap them to the rack, and go, for, and go for broke. And that's not even remotely how it works. Now, do you... I know one of the questions was, well, it was kind of for both of us. It was kind of a, do you consider yourself a pro-dom, or do you consider yourself a fin-dom only, or both? Uh, personally, I don't like the strict labeling system because I don't personally think that. Yes, finally, somebody really studied. There's really no way you can fit yourself strictly into one category. Right. I mean, you don't have to know everything about everything, but you should at least know a moderate to extensive amount about a lot of different things. And I think that's where I struggled. I, I, you know what, to be honest, and, and that's one thing that I just said it on Twitter <laughs> earlier, <laughs> um, was that just because I can have a conversation with you doesn't mean that I can't rip you a new one. And it, for me, it's my submission was forced. So with my ex, my submission was, is, it was forced with him. And I learned to, to enjoy it. Um, so now that I'm in a different position, now that I'm in charge, I find it that I struggle a lot just trying to keep pushing them past that because that's what we're there for to keep pushing you past your comfort zone keep pushing you past that comfort zone to you know find a new one or just find something else that you never thought you would like but that's where i struggle the most is being that person to keep pushing them (laughs) yeah that can get tricky because with the lines of consent you have to have a light touch in some things and a firm hand in others because you have to know when and where to push and how much and for how long and how hard and you have to know when to just completely back off and say okay safe word reevaluate reassess discuss and then decide from there how to proceed because to push them out of their comfort zone it's a frightening experience for both sides. And any dom okay. who says it doesn't scare them at all to push somebody is probably lying. Or they're <laughs> a total sociopath. Probably no, they're so they're full of shit. <laughs> because Yeah, exactly. They're either a sociopath or they're full of shit. Or both. Because just, to get both. into somebody's head and to be the one pulling the strings and pushing the buttons, that's unlimited control with some people and any form of control misused becomes abuse. 
yeah and abuse just does not fly yeah yeah definitely and then like that all goes back into the same thing when i was mentioning before on that line that needs to be drawn that line that just needs to be communicated between both sides as in when enough is enough now um as far as me considering myself a pro i think my perspective or my way of getting brought into this lifestyle was completely different than what anybody else that i've ever ran into so so far but i definitely am grateful for the way that i was brought in um I definitely think that maybe I'm not as, as hip to all these labels <laughs> and meeting those expectations of those labels. But um, as far as it's a game, it, it, that's how I refer it on plenty of episodes before this. And now I've even said it earlier before I even called you was that it's a game. It's a, it's a game between them and me. And that's how it's always been. So I don't know if I want to really consider myself a label. I don't think I can because I don't fit just one specific label. Exactly. I mean, it's basically a game of chess, mentally, emotionally, physically. I mean, we're the queen on the board. We can move in any direction, anytime we want. But in the end, the queen also serves a defensive position. She defends the king piece on the board. And for us, that king piece is not a person. That king piece is our morals, our ethics, our training, our knowledge. Right. And if we don't sell that, then the whole game goes to shit. <laughs> the whole game goes to shit. Oh, um, I okay. So the next question was, I can't even. I'm not even gonna say the name. I don't think I finished the first, the second half of that first we, question. We never even finished any when. question. <laughs> when did you? Yeah. As far as the when. Um, as I said, when I started, I experimented as a, as a sub, and during training, I guess you could technically say I was a switch. Uh, as far as coming out of switch and going to full dom, I'd have to say that probably happened somewhere around 2004. Wow. I learned pretty quickly. I learned exactly who and what to avoid, and a few times had random subs dumped in my lap that were supposedly gifts that gifts? I had to return because well these were broken individuals who were literally at times traded for drinks are you serious that was not even what I was about I had somebody walk up hand me a subs leash and simply say he belongs to you do whatever the fuck you want with it oh my god and I so looked at him and I said, and what exactly warrants this so-called gift? And he says, well, I'm bored with it. And quite frankly, it's broke. So it's not buying me any more drinks. <gasps> oh, so they just pass it to you. Oh, so what good is it going to do? What the heck? And I'm looking at this going, okay, I've been handed a mentally and emotionally broken pain slut sub who literally did not raise their eyes from the floor, speak a word, or even flinch when they were simply passed from person to person. Wow. That, that was wow. just not my thing at all. I, that really made me want to punch somebody. Wow. See? So, <laughs> and it's sad because that's all you're going to hear about in the news. That's all you're going to hear about as far as that's what's going to get around the fastest is those type of doms. Is that, that, is that type of situation. And to be honest with you, have you ever had a situation like that again? Not since leaving that particular crowd, no. 
Yeah, no. So, I mean, I can't say that I I, I don't doubt it. Um, that's kind of the, the submission that I was forced in um, with my with my ex, that, that extreme of a submission. So, uh, I... <laughs> Why do those type of people exist in the first place? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, they're just power-tripping little sociopaths who, like I said, are in it for the whole look-at-me-look-at-me look thing. You know, but at a certain time, at a certain extent, I'm kind of like that. You know, it, that's what I've grown to enjoy. I've I've actually found I found out that I I enjoy public humiliation more than anything I've ever experienced in my life. Like, there's just that power trip is an amazing high. It's amazing. Oh, it's <laughs> like, hilarious when it's done right. <laughs> but and when it's, it's done wrong, high. it goes badly very quickly. Oh yes, it can go badly. I mean, it literally leaves a trail of human wreckage. You know, and, and that's another thing. I'm just going to stay on that subject because I don't know if we're, you were in the chat room. We're on Keek, guys. Um, the groups that you can find us in, that, that I'll add some hashtags to the podcast so that way you guys can look up the groups um, on Kik, K-I-K. And there was a, a different Dom. Her, her, I'll just name her. Did you see uh, her post the sayings in the, in, the, in the chat rooms and how she was talking shit about me? Um, I may not be in that room because chances are if I had seen that, I probably would have unloaded on her. Well, it was a screenshot that she had taken. And basically what it all comes down to is the simple-minded and the, the limited, how do I say, she says she saw a video. And in this video, she's saying that she heard me say something. And she, she even had me believing that I said it. <laughs> I had to go back and listen to the rate to the to the recording, and of course, I didn't say that. Um, and that rate agreeing to rape was one of the lines that she had said that I had crossed. So I'm thinking to myself, you know what? The situation that I was given at hand was an extremely mentally ill individual who has been like that one that you had. He has had AIDS tattooed on the back of his neck. He's had HIV tattooed on the back of his neck. I mean, Dom's have just completely completely utterly ruined this man and here i have him who wants to do something but me being a well part of me <laughs> took the initiative and had to take control of the situation to where i put him in a situation he could not leave and i called the cops to get him the help that he needed um and she said that was all wrong she said that and and, and i hate to say it guys but the shit that you see in the tvs and uh that's real life that that stuff like that really does happen outside of the movies, and unfortunately, with I think this whole lifestyle—that's all it is. <clears throat> yeah, that's the sad part of it is because the truth of the situation doesn't get shown because I think they'd find it quite a bit less entertaining than the shit hitting the fan. Of course, of course, it didn't bother me. But what bothered me was when I started thinking about it was like. The amount of me the, the mental illness that happens in this world, I don't think I've ever, me personally, have ever came across a sub that was all there. <laughs> I'd have to say a fair number of them, they all tend to have little pieces of themselves missing. Some basically are nothing more than a physical representation of what they used to be, but it's by the time they've been had but done with they're pretty much a lights are on but no one's home situation 
Right. And then that goes into the next question because I don't know how to say her name, but she had asked me um, what was the hardest thing that you've ever had to do. Um, I don't know if she's asking me, like, what's the hardest thing you've ever had to do in life, but I'm assuming with the sub. <laughs> I'd say the worst was walking a discarded sub through a line of picketers into an abortion clinic because her dom had knocked her up and disappeared. <gasps> he, left oh. her he left her broke. He left her sleeping under a bridge. He literally dropped her off under a bridge with a sleeping bag, kicked her out of the car, and left. Oh, my God. And you know what? The sad part is, honestly, because I am in the streets 24-7, that's, I see that a lot. And I see that a lot with the pimps, and I see that a lot with this lifestyle, I guess you want to say, per se, whatever. This whole not nine-to-five world. And with in here, I'll go right into the Sesta Bill, because the Sesta Bill is actually taking away the 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 platforms that we have to communicate against, you know, with each other to help each other. They're taking that away from us. So we're, it, oh God, it's such a mess. Yeah, they're stripping away any safety net that we had worked to build for ourselves. Mm-hmm. More or less trying to lump us in, not only with the victims of sex trafficking, but also with the traffickers themselves. And this is, oh yeah, go ahead and take away the platform. The platform that the, the sex traffickers, let me go ahead and add, use to sex traffic so let's just go ahead and take it away so make it nearly impossible to find them okay that was smart but it's something that doing whether i i guess it, being an escort and and working in as a fendom goddess or pro dom whatever you want to girls may be different and but they are very much alike when it comes down to that as far as people in society labeling us and marginalizing us and putting us into this position to where we had to make everything for ourselves. We made these websites. We got ourselves out of the situations that we did in order to keep ourselves safe. Um, we not only, yeah, you may see us over there draining pigs, you know, as we call <laughs> pay pigs, we may take every dollar that they wanted, but it's in, done in a specific way to where it's enjoyable for both sides. And it's, we, we figured that out, not them. And we despite did. the fact that we are the dominance, we demand something and that something is done. There's always a level of consent there at any always. time. They can always come to us and say, look, this isn't working for me anymore. Can we talk about this? Can we rearrange? Can we just part ways? And that's just an end of it. I mean, it sucks when they leave because a lot of the time you do bond with them. Of course. I have a relationship yeah. with all my stuff. That life happens and sometimes they just can't continue for whatever reason. And in the end, the reason doesn't matter. The fact is they are withdrawing their consent and that's an end of it. Yeah, that's true. And, and I, you know what, that actually, you know what, look at Dang it. That was like the last email that I got was someone, it, it was, I guess they're pretty much trying to talk shit to us, but they were like, do you feel good about yourself? For, do you feel good about yourself doing what you do, taking money from weak men? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> honestly, that is one of those where when you first hear it the first few times, you're thinking to yourself, are you really that upset? Like, for real? Is it your husband we took the money from? I mean, God. <laughs> yeah, it, either that or it's like, did you get taken for everything and then changed your mind later and decided it it shouldn't have happened? I mean, 
Are you just like, what the shit? I mean, what kind of miserable person are you that you got to down on somebody else for putting their natural abilities into play? And and you know what this is? <laughs> the very first time you hear that, you're thinking to yourself, okay, that was fucking unnecessary. It it, it does kind of sting, but the more it does. You hear it, the funnier it gets because in the end you realize that if this is what they're throwing out there, that's all they have left to work with. That's sad. <laughs> they run out of material. <laughs> they ran out of material. That's, that's like the messages I get all the time telling me, well, you're old, you're played out, you hit the wall, blah, 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 oh, blah. I just talked about this just like a couple weeks ago. I just see, they, see, this is why I have you around. I just talked about this on how amazing you are as a dom, how amazing you have you, with your relationships with your subs. But when society, because of society and the, the impact that it has on how people act or how people take things or how people accept things, you're not given nearly the amount of, of, but uh, what's the word? Um, I can't think of the word. <laughs> I'm so excited you even brought it up because I just talked about this a couple weeks ago. That you're not, yeah, you're not, you're not given the chance nearly en- enough times. You know, there are the. I understand there's somebody for everybody. I understand every dom style is not going to be for everybody. You know, but the knowledge that you have, I've learned so much tremendously from you. And the fact that these stupid idiot sons are like, oh, you're too old. Too old? What? What the hell? And my response to them is usually one of two things. If I'm in a mood, then the simple response is, is that all you've got? All right. Off the <laughs> box. Bye now. And my other response, if I'm in a slightly more generous mood, is usually, how miserable is your life that you have to come after somebody you absolutely do not know with such negativity that... You just, you have nothing else to do with your life. And I find that sad. And I really hope that you find something that gives you peace in this world. Because if this is all you have left, you're already broken. This is why I love her. This is why I love you. Oh, my God. I am so glad that I am not the only one that does that. I respond to my head what their answer is going to be. But it's like, I just need that validation. I just need to hear them tell me what I already know. My responses are generally in two speeds. Either it's fuck you, get shagged, or I come up with some extremely cerebral shit that probably has them crying in the corner after they've read it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I go straight for the center of it, and if they're really that miserable, it's going to hit them. I don't need to see it. I don't need validation of it. I just know. Yeah. Someone like that you got a pretty good idea where it's coming from and it shows you exactly where to hit them back so that they don't ever bother you again. See, and they, they see this whole, oh, how do we feel about ourselves? We're taking money from weak men. If you think about it, honey, we're, <laughs> all we are is just sitting back and letting them show us what we need to do. That, that's the approach that I've always taken. I kind of just sit back and maybe throw in a little, you know, a little keywords here and there. But in the end, they are the ones that tell me how it needs to be done or how you know in 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 so many words does that make sense they know what they want they just want the illusion of being forced into it correct correct it's my so, so I mean, they give you the roadmap and all you have to do is figure out where the speed zones and where the rest stops <laughs> see and everybody thought it was just a simple little fin dom pro dom kind of <laughs> 
I mean, given the knowledge base just between you and I, oh my gosh, I'm gonna take the simple answer on this one. You goddamn right, I'm proud of myself, and bloody a fucking right. Yes, I do <laughs> feel bad about myself. Well, there you go. There, she said it herself. I, oh I don't. God. I don't sugarcoat anything. <laughs> you know That's why I love her. Salt, but yeah, you know what? I'm proud of myself. And I do feel good about myself because in the end, I control the situation, but I know where the limits are. I'm willing to observe those limits. Mm-hmm. If you have no self-control, you're not a dominant. And there you go. And that's exactly, you couldn't have said it any better. Nothing, nothing could have said it better. You know, I know the limits. That is the only place that I've ever seen where doms have any right to tell each other whether or not they're a true dom. If you have no self-control, you are not a dom. I don't care if you're tall, if you're short. I don't care if you're cute, if you're ugly, if you're old, if you're young, if you're missing body parts, or if you're perfect, if you're made of plastic or all natural. I don't care. Do you think? Whatever. Tell them. Tell them. Go to town. But if you have no self-control, you're not a dominant. Tell them. That's the whole reason why I started this podcast in the beginning. The very first episode I remember telling people was I'm so tired of this pre-assumption and and, and misunderstanding of what uh, being a sex worker, period, is. You know, the the way that, oh my God, the way that's the the, the weight that society has on somebody else's decision making is is ridiculous i never i maybe because i'm getting older and i'm starting to see it now maybe i don't know but i just never could understand how societies people that i don't even know have this mis you know whatever they want to think about us as sex workers preconceived misinformation how it can weigh so much on another person that you don't even know their whole life like their whole their whole their whole view of this lifestyle their whole oh you know our dads raped us or we're crackheads and we're on the streets i i find that the most hardest thing in the world to understand i i I don't don't think i'll ever get it i don't you know what i grew up in a fairly middle class suburban neighborhood me too mom and dad were still married I'm not going to say that it was easier that we were well off or any of that. I mean, we had to budget. We had to mind what we could afford, what we couldn't. We had to live within our means. So as far as attention and affection, yes, I was spoiled rotten. Yeah, occasionally when it came to material things, if the occasion called for it or if somebody had the means to do so then yes i did get certain material things that other kids didn't have but that was also the benefit of being an only child oh you were an only child i mean i can legitimately say that for being in our financial situation yeah i was fairly spoiled but i also had an understanding that adults had to go out and work hard and work long damned hours in shitty situations to be able to afford what yeah. we So it's, it's not like I was born with a silver spoon. It's not like I was born under a dumpster. But <laughs> all this bullshit about, oh, you must have had a rough life and nobody loved you and blah, blah, blah. Oh, bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> I've seen from every fucking walk of life 
in this particular lifestyle. And that's why I love it so much. That that I, that right I've there. Known people who grew up with the silver spoon. I and guess where they ended up. I grew up with the silver spoon in my mouth. I mean, I can't say that my parents were rich. My mom was a teacher. My dad works for a county. But, you know, but I had everything and anything I wanted. Every time, you know, Christmas was every gift I've ever wanted. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I did. I grew up with a silver spoon in my mouth. And it wasn't until I came out and I was on my own did I say, God damn, it's not as easy as I thought it was going to be. But yeah, I, I knew a trust fund baby who literally ended up a crack hoe. Oh my god, are you serious? I mean, she in the end was selling herself for her drugs. Oh my god. So she was like, a baby. How'd that happen? It's like your your start in life has absolutely nothing to do with where you end up. Yeah. How you absolutely. Develop as a person, it's the choices you make, it's the situations that are thrown at you that you can't do a damn thing about but survive them. And I'm never gonna fault somebody for surviving. Yeah, you know, and when it comes to making bad choices, well, you can tell them till you're blue in the face, but nothing's ever going to change it. Oh, of course not. And, and mean, I'm hard-headed and I'm stubborn. For future ones, but in the end, they're going to do what they're going to do. Exactly. Exactly. And that's and I think that that's where I can't even find the rest of the fucking. I can't find these questions. <laughs> I remember those because they stuck out, but I um. I, that's why I just want to. That's the whole reason why I started the podcast. That's where I kind of want to end it. It's just stop with the whole mispreconceived, you know, the conceived notions of the, what it's supposed to be like. No, why don't you grow some balls and make an opinion for yourself? And that's why I never get in the mix with the the, dra- the dom drama and all this shit because I'm like, you know what? If you can't take two seconds out of your day to form your own fucking opinion about somebody or something then i don't even want you anywhere around me i don't all it is is that still deeply embedded medieval morality that has managed to fuck human nature at every possible opportunity still rearing its ugly head that's horrible who put that in the thing so tightly to their fucked up morality that they're not willing to see past it and understand that they can in fact think and act freely as long as they're willing to accept the consequences. Yes. Well, this is how it should be, and I'm going to follow that because I don't have the steel spine to stand up to society when they decide to tell me that what I'm doing is wrong. Oh, my God. Who started that train? (laughs) Oh, honey. You can go all the way back. I mean, before recorded history... And that fucking morality has always been there. Every society has always had its list of taboos. And when you think about it, sex workers come from what? The oldest known and recorded profession on the planet. Yes, sex workers were the ones, I mean, come on, out in the wild, wild west, we were the ones that implemented the taxes. And and, and we put these men who were out fighting all day, they came back relaxed in the brothels. I mean, what the hell? I don't understand how it just did a 360. Well, even then, it was fairly frowned upon by so-called polite society. Oh, God. I mean, the Romans, gods love them. They had some really great shit going on, but they also had some really nasty shit going on. I mean, they had no issue whatsoever with throwing very large and very public orgies featuring everyone from sex workers all the way up to nobility. I mean, even... (gasps) Oh, my God. 
even a few of the emperors themselves would participate. Are you but, serious? Oh, no joke. Oh, I'm interested. I'm interested now. <laughs> when you look at it, there was still always a taboo surrounding it. It was go do these things, enjoy yourself, but don't advertise it. Try not oh, to get caught. That's ridiculous. This is a double-edged sword. What the fuck? <laughs> Actually leads into the advent of the masquerade ball. Are you serious? It was a more civilized version of how to hook up anonymously and not get any shit for it. Wow. Masks, they wore the elaborate costumes, they wore the wigs. Nobody knew who They could do anything they wanted, consequence free. <gasps> they could, I remember. It's also why they didn't own any of their costumes. They rented them. <gasps> oh, that makes sense. You I could see a costume and bang whoever was in it. But when you go to the next masquerade ball, there's no guarantee that the person in that costume and mask is the same person. Ew. So everybody was just home with everybody. Pretty much, yeah. I mean... Siblings were highly encouraged not to attend the same events. <laughs> they were encouraged not to attend the events. What? Oh, yeah. A fair number of the households would encourage the siblings not to attend the same events on the same evenings. Well, yeah, because, I mean, how would you know? Oh, oh my Exactly. God. Oh my god. And look at the t- the way that the, how much we've gone from then to now. When technically, if you think about it, it's still the same fucking way. And when you look at it, even now, how many doms do not show their faces strictly to protect their own identity? They're not hiding from anybody. They're simply protecting themselves because there's a lot of sick fucks out there who would love to dox them. And Trust we've seen that We've seen that happen. Oh, yeah, we have. I mean, I can think of two right off the top of my head. I'm not going to throw names because they've had to fight long and hard to get away from all that shit. But the one was doxxed out by her ex to her entire family, her friends. He posted flyers at her school, at her job. He posted flyers all over town. He took out an ad. He had her posted on the internet. He was posting wow. her content on random porn sites without her cons- without her consent. Are you serious? I kid you not. He went full retard on that one. You know, and that, that's the sad part about it is because people feel like uh, whatever hurt that they felt, whatever hurt that he felt, he felt like that's what we deserve. Like, just because, you know, you hurt or feel a certain way, that doesn't mean that it's okay for you to do anything like that. We're not any less of a person. We are still females at the end of the night. We are still human beings at the end of the night, regardless of what we do. I don't care BDSM world or not, vanilla world or not. We are still humans, and that's not how two humans treat each other. I'm sorry. Well, that's because humans no longer see the value in the human race. They see only what's in it for them. What? I swear. There is some value in the human race if it values itself. The individuals that make up the human race, they only value themselves. True. 
I mean, when was the last time somebody actually offered to help you do something and not even, ex you know, say, okay, well, well how am I going to benefit out of this situation before I lift my finger? Hmm. Or how many so-called subs come to us and the first thing out of their mouth is, well, what's in it for me? Oh my God, that's my biggest pet. I can't stand that shit. It's like, okay, you're obviously not a sub. Why are you here? Yes. That is, oh, yeah, that was, so I can't remember exactly how you, I know her name was Angela, but I can't remember exactly how she had worded it, but she had asked me how, what is, how, do, how, do you, how can you tell? How can you tell um, if they're truly ready to submit or if it's just something they're trying, if it's not like a prank call? Those who want to will simply do. Uh -huh. And those who don't are going to try to jerk your chain every possible direction just to see how far they can get. You know, and it's crazy because I have girls, like, and, and that's why I call it the Femdom Sisterhood, because you, you girls are my support system. For 32 years, I've never been able to say that. Now I can say that. And and to be able to have that strong support system from you girls is amazing. It's like, I see, you know, <laughs> some game, they all come to me when, you know, they kind of seem suspicious or they're kind of like, I don't know how to handle it from here. And it's like right off the bat from, you know, being out in the real life, you know, sessions and i'm telling him like look this is what he's gonna do next but there was one one person he can eh, i'm gonna give him kind of credit because he kind of he went all out for that one <laughs> he really had screenshots he had two doms just going at each other but it was him it was just the the amount of effort that it took for him to even pull that off oh my god if he would have put it elsewhere he might have would have succeeded <laughs> he was running the long con but in the end, what did it really profit him? Nothing. They, they jerk off to that. That's what they like. They jerk off to, oh, I got over on them, or oh, I made them fight over me. Like, that's, they really get off on that. Like, seriously, that guys that go call me and jack off on the phone, that's what they want. Oh, she's wasting her time. Like, what the hell? It's like, in the end, you're not really getting what you wanted because, yeah, maybe you did get to jerk off, but you were seeking my attention for a reason. 100% regardless of how you want to twist it was to jerk off well you know what you got you porn fire up your laptop knock yourself out <laughs> they came seeking us they only think they got one over on us they didn't they didn't get anywhere they only get as far as you let them <laughs> and it makes me wonder I don't know if it's just me but I feel like sometimes I'm the only one that doesn't do something. Like, the, some days it's always like, oh, well, I want live verification. But the next day it's like, oh, well, I don't do it for 24 hours. Or It's like they come in groups. And then sometimes I think to myself, am I the only one that gets these groups? Like, this shit's annoying. <laughs> am I the only one that's doing this? No, that, that's pretty standard. I've had five today that demanded live custom verification. verification. And they <laughs> And I'll tell you which answer it was. You. I, I was you. in a mood. <laughs> they got nothing cerebral out of me because it was too much work for what they were getting on about. So they got the simple answer. But I'd just be like, God damn, you know all this effort that you put in to come up with these lies and to, and to have to keep make, trying to make me believe them. What I told you to do. And guess what? We would have been over and done with the shit. <laughs> Well, if you don't tell the truth, you don't have to keep making it up as you go. Well, see if you don't <laughs> tell the truth. 
And you don't have to cover your own ass. So, I guess. The bigger that ass gets, and after a while, even a circus tent ain't gonna cover that. <laughs> I've had a chair with a couple of subs that, uh, I-, I swear, when they just open their mouth, I'm like, you really just have no clue what do you <laughs> Exactly. I mean, it's like the ones that come into the room, and to start with, they do everything right, and you're thinking, okay. But at the same time, it sends up a red flag. You just mm-hmm. know they're going to do something squirrely because so far they have been far too perfect. Oh my god. Those are usually the ones that run. The ones that don't trip up at all are usually the ones that either run or they get as far as your message box and then they go all kinds of fucking sideways. I don't get it. I, or even if they staying in the chat room, that's one thing I've never understood. Hopefully maybe after I publish this podcast I'll get some subs that'll come in and actually say but why the fuck would you sit there and answer every goddamn question that we put out there and, and use punctuation and proper grammar to leave just 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 or at the end of the end of the question say no i don't have tribute or or, or no i don't have the cash i'm not paying why the fuck did you answer the questions or to even go as far as requesting somebody and then get to their message box and then all of a sudden bam they go sideways uh-huh, I'm not paying like, you. You're just gonna get blocked. It's like, what part of that is that, that, that I don't understand what I, I, don't, I don't understand how to get off on that. See, that's what I'm not getting either because I'm like, sweetheart, if you think I'm sitting here getting excited over you, it ain't happening. I, it doesn't make any I think, you know what? That's a good way to put it. I, never that. I won't even get interested until I see that notification. Oh, of course. That's when, uh, whatsoever. Until they put some fucking action behind their words. Yeah, exactly what I say. Burbatum. <laughs> All right. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and just, we're going to stop there. Um, I have a lot of editing to do. <laughs> but I want to thank you for coming by. You're so awesome to talk to. And I'm going to try and find the rest of the questions because I know there's a, quite a few more that I could, I, I just can't. I have like over 80,000 emails. Like you wouldn't believe. God. Yeah, I, yeah. Hence the reason why I have an assistant where I have no idea where he's at. So, <laughs> I really don't. But thank you for coming by. It's always so much fun talking to you. And I know that the the people that are listening enjoyed you as well. And if they have any questions, um, where they can you want to tell them where they can find you as far as on Kick Twitter. Uh, they can find me on Twitter. My handle is at Domina Atia, capital D, capital A. Pretty easy. Oh. Domin, Domin, I'm gonna get it right. I promise. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I like slinky because I can, I can say that. I can't do this, Dominique. You know what I mean, but that's <laughs> girl. The last podcast, you couldn't even spell it. <laughs> oh yes, I spelled it wrong. That was worse. <laughs> I still oh. see that. That's so funny. But you also can find us both in color space. We um we are in the video chat room quite often. Um we've built a little kind of oh our group is kind of fun there too. So yeah, there's plenty of ways. I'm gonna put it in the notations on this on this episode so you guys can find it easier. But yeah, as always give me your questions and I know she'll come by again and she'll answer more questions because I'm gonna make her. Hey girl, you know, as soon as I get this house settled, I, I'm going to have a little more time for all this, too. 
So I appreciate you taking the time you did out today. And yeah, I'll see you guys next time. Okay. Bye.